Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, this is Camille Sams with Caliber Home Loans, and I am joined by my co-host, James Martin III. And uh, this is Optimizing Your Financial Health. And this is step two in the 12-step step, uh, process. Um, seems like everything good comes in a 12-step process, huh? Just revitalizing <laughs> your life. Um, so, uh, step two, Do it by the <laughs> I guess so. Right. Um, and so this is, uh, step two is, um, eliminating or reducing your debt and just understanding how to, um, you know, really sit down, take a look at, uh, this is, this is really the moment, you know, I don't know if you want to have a mirror on the kitchen table where you got to face yourself, but, um, mm -hmm. You know, I'm sure that both you and I have had those conversations with people and you ask them, um, you know, what do you owe on this credit card or what is your overall debt? What are your monthly payments? And it's astounding that so many people don't know. Yes, um, absolutely. Yeah. And so you can't get to awareness if you are and fixing the problem if you don't have a handle um, or the knowledge of at least where you are. Um, and I'm sure a lot of it has to do with, um, it has to do with uh, you not wanting to face what's going on as well. You know, there's mm -hmm. a lot of denial mm -hmm. that happens, particularly with um, uh, credit card debt. Uh, so, you know, this is the moment you, like I said, you want to sit down, um, you know, many of us don't get our bills in the mail anymore, which makes it even more out of sight, out of mind. It's much easier to kind of avoid it and eliminate it. Um, but at the same time, you know, that could easily get you into trouble. I know that, uh, even for myself, I mean, I'm, I only have three credit cards, but I found myself even today thinking, okay, it's the 15th. You know, I know there's a couple of them that are due on the 15th, one's due mm -hmm. on the first, you know, so I find that every first and 15th, I just kind of go through each one and check, okay, did I make a payment? Okay, yeah, I made a payment on that one. Um, but it's also manageable because I only have the three. Um, right, right. You know, there's many people that I've come across that have, unfortunately, like 20, 30, 40 credit cards. Mm -hmm. Yes, um, yes. and you know, not to mention keeping up with all of that and the stress, mm -hmm. it's unnecessary. I mean, you're just throwing, literally throwing money out there for material items that are completely unnecessary. Um, yep. but keeping up with all of that, you know, mm -hmm. um, you can set up automatic bill pay, but mm -hmm. I learned the hard way years ago that the minute one account gets screwed up, or let's say it's not even your account. Like my situation came with an online um, like exercise company. I ordered a video, next thing I know, apparently I had inadvertently clicked a button and I was getting, you know, every month I was starting to get um, power shakes in the mail. It's like, mm -hmm. I didn't order this, mm -hmm. you know, and right. fighting right. with the company. And the only way to resolve it was to close my bank account mm. and to open up another bank account. Mm -hmm. Now, I can't imagine if you had to do that and you have 
20 or 30 credit cards mm-hmm. on auto pay. What, yep. I mean, just the hassle and the stress involved. So mm-hmm. the point of today is understanding what you owe, getting the payments, uh, you know, either I would suggest if you have more than three or four um, that you, you know, put them on a spreadsheet, you know, Excel spreadsheet, number spreadsheet, whichever platform you're using, Google Sheets, you know, um, outline them, put the minimum payments, put the interest rate, uh, balance owing, you know, and what the balance limit is, uh, just so that you can have an understanding of your credit profile. And that's not just credit cards, but also your installment. So if you already own a home, you know, or you have other investment properties, make sure you're outlining that information as well. Absolutely. And it's so, it's so critical. It definitely starts right there in terms of, again, not being in denial, looking at the situation for what it is. And as you just said, mapping it all out. So it's right in front of you in black and white. Here are my balances. Here are my monthly payments. Here is my, here are my interest rates. And oftentimes there, there might be promotions that a particular credit card company is offering to where you're able to maybe even reduce that interest rate. Um, but if you're not aware of what that rate is and, and aren't even checking it periodically, and, the, and we can, we're going to talk about this, uh, this applies to another segment as well. But uh, for example, just periodically reviewing, uh, okay, my, my cell phone bill, for example, maybe, my, maybe my, my cell phone provider is offering a different rate or a different plan or something that can lower the amount of my, my monthly, uh, monthly bill. Same thing with, with the credit cards. It might be a, a promotion, as I said, that a, a company's offering that uh, can take advantage of to lower that interest rate, or it might not even be a particular promotion. It's just as simple as asking, hey, credit card company, yeah. is there any way that, uh, that uh, I can qualify for a lower rate at this, at this point? It, it, it doesn't hurt to ask because right. the, you, you, you never know. They might answer you yes, and you can, you can get a lower rate. So that's all very, uh, very, very important. It sounds simple, but it's, it's, so, it's so critical that, uh, that that is done on a regular basis. So you have that plan in front of you and now you can execute that plan. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. So, um, so introducing the snowball effect, um, this is also a Dave Ramsey concept, something that um, when I read his book, um, one of his introductory um, financial management, personal finance management books, I don't remember exactly which one it was, but you know, it's whatever the one that is the most popular uh, that he has out there. And he talks about the snowball effect. And um, one thing that I didn't like about what he was mentioning is to close the cards. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very much so anti-credit. Uh, um, which I find interesting considering he has a background as a mortgage lender, um, you know, granted, well, you know, I'll give him a little bit of a pass for the time when the book was written, I, sure. you know, time goes by at this point, it may have been, I'm sure it's over 10 years, it may have been closer to 20 years that the book was written at this stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since then, we've had so much uh, change with credit. And certainly we've all, we all know now that closing um, is not a good thing. Um, Unless, you know, when you do have some of those situations with those clients that have those 30, 40 credit cards, Mm -hmm. I have sat down with them and said, there is no need for all of this credit. This is ridiculous. Pick five, you know, let's, let's like get through this transaction that we're working on 
or mm. if we know that your time frame is like six months out or something or um well, no i wouldn't i wouldn't even tell them to close it beforehand i'm correcting myself let's get through this transaction pay them down you know mm -hmm. if you can we're trying to work on boosting your credit score which is a whole other conversation but the point is i tell them pay them down for now mm -hmm. um or if we're doing a refinance okay let's identify you know the majority of these cards that we're going to pay down and consolidate this debt and then after we're done with this mortgage you know pick the top five that you want to hold on to and mm -hmm. close the rest of them and then, you know, because there's a, like I was saying at the introductory, there's a point where it gets out of control. Right. Um, and you just, you have, you know, beyond more, more debt than you need. There's no reason to have 30, 40 credit cards. And I think the thing is that, you know, so many people um, think that credit has escaped them mm -hmm. in earlier years. And then they get to a certain stage and they just start applying and they start getting accepted. Mm -hmm. And it, at least based on the conversations that I've had with folks that have that many cards, it makes them begin to feel, um, you know, credit worthy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, there's an acceptance that, that comes involved with that. Yep. Um, and, and so they equate having all of this credit with you know i've got great credit and i can go out and buy whatever but that's where you've got to unravel that mentality and, and, and reverse some things there and yes. saying this is actually counterproductive exactly. um, so the thing that i really liked about the dave ramsey um snowball effect was once you've identified all of your credit cards um, you start with the smaller balance one. So typically people have, you know, let's say you have five or six cards, you know, that's usually what it is on average. You've got a couple of them that might have, you know, some higher balances, 5,000 or more. And then you have some smaller balances, maybe a Walmart or a Target card or something like that, um, small capital one that might have like two or $300 on there. Um, you start off with the smaller ones, you know, uh, you take those, whatever you can have, whatever you can look, if it's only $25 extra per month that you have, okay, then you know, at least it's going to take you four months to pay off this first one. Mm -hmm. But where the snowball concept comes into effect is after you take that extra $25 that you used to pay off that card, Let's assume that the minimum payment on that card had originally been I me mean, for a $200 balance. It's probably like $10, $15 or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, you take that $35 mm -hmm. and now you apply it towards the card that's above it, the next mm -hmm. one on the list. Mm -hmm. So maybe now it's $50, you know, that, excuse me, that balance on that one is $500. And the minimum payment on that one was 35, you know, so now you've got $70 every month to be able to apply towards this next credit card. And so you just keep snowballing through it. Mm -hmm. um, the natural instinct, and I've had to fight this myself, even, you know, having the information, the knowledge and the logic mm -hmm. that this makes sense is, okay, I have, um, I have, I'm, I'm going to set aside an extra hundred or $200 every month because I'm determined to pay down my credit card debt, but I'm going to spread it over these five cards. Mm 
So I'm going to take out of this 200 bucks, I'm going to apply an extra $25 to each card. It takes longer to pay off when you do that. Exactly. Yeah. And instead, what you have to do is you have to be disciplined and just have faith in the system Mm -hmm. and know that the smallest, you start with a smaller card Mm -hmm. and then you just go through the snowball. And, um, you know, in the booklet that we're going to be offering for people later, it demonstrates how you can pay off, you know, that credit card debt might take you a year or two to get there. Right. Right. You got to stay the course. Exactly. Versus if you tried to do it with the $200 extra every month, you know, Mm -hmm. if you didn't charge those cards anymore, it could then take you three or four years to pay Mm -hmm. it off. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and something along that same line, something you mentioned in our our last episode in regards to, uh, we talked about it a little bit uh, prior to uh, today's episode, but if if we take care of our money, our money will take care of us. Mm -hmm. And so of course that when you are have that have that plan that you've put together and laid out and now you're taking care of your money you're taking care of your credit now you're in a situation where little by little as long as you stay on that plan you know now that that you have that one car paid off that's not extra money for you to go to use someplace else no that's again staying with the snowball staying with the snowball now that snowball turns into your favor and now your money can start taking care of you now you have more discretionary money. Next thing you know, your debt has been eliminated with maybe some exceptions of, of a mortgage and maybe some larger uh, student loans or something like that. And now your money can start taking care of you where you can start making some more uh, investments, for example, to where now you're getting paid the interest instead of paying the interest. You're turning 100%. the table in your favor. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I think that's an excellent point. You're being paid interest instead of paying the interest. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would say if there's any takeaway from, uh, you know, the listening of this is let that be the message. Let's mm-hmm. flip what you've been doing all these years, mm-hmm. instead of paying interest on these credit cards, have the interest being paid to you. And the way that you do that to your point is once you get to the end of that, you know, year or two, having paid off all these credit cards, mm-hmm. um, then you assess whether or not, you know, it's time to maybe close a couple of them, depending upon how many you have. Right. But then you start depositing those funds into um, an interest-bearing account, mm-hmm. uh, even if it's just something small to begin with, even if it's just a CD to begin with. Um, you know, I know money market accounts are typically about 2,500 balances to start. So Mm -hmm. if you don't have that right away, what could you do to build towards that? Um, you know, there's, there are all these stock apps that you could use, uh, Mm -hmm. to help leverage your funds. There are all these different mechanisms that are now available that are so much more convenient and so much easier to access, um, you know, than before. And that's how you start earning that interest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Turn, like I said, turn, turning the tables into your favor as opposed to paying 17, you know, 15, 18, whatever percent. Uh, very difficult to find an investment that's going to pay you that. But one thing is once you have that eliminated, you're no longer paying that money. You could start, as, as we said, turning it towards a situation where you can make five, seven, eight, nine, ten percent, depending upon the type of investment. And now you're getting the money instead of paying the money. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of the conversations that you and I were having leading up to this was um, how I was just talking to a client who they sold the family home. And um, so they had a little lump sum and Mm -hmm. I was demonstrating to them if they just put a a portion of that money aside, put it in an interest bearing account. um, Mm -hmm. And then they added to it every month, you know, what their net worth would be in 15 years. The same applies if you just look at it from the perspective of if you're, if after you add up, you have your spreadsheet and you add up what all your minimum payments are, chances are, you're going to be somewhere between 500 and maybe a thousand dollars that you're putting out every month rather Mm -hmm. it be for your revolving accounts or or i should say a combination of the revolving accounts and your installment accounts Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. if you then you've been used to paying that so now um you start putting that towards Mm -hmm. uh depositing that every month into a uh, interest-bearing account right, right. over time, I mean, you know, it's going to be phenomenal. In 10 years, mm-hmm. you're going to have a really nice chunk of change um, and it's going to make a big difference. And just kind of going back to what we talked about in the first, um, the first uh, episode about mm-hmm. the emergency fund, you know, you've already put your thousand dollars aside. Now you're at step two, you've paid off your debt, you know, mm-hmm. you've, you've, you've reduced your debt significantly. Now you're in this, the second phase of your emergency fund, which is putting mm-hmm. together that, you know, six to 12 months. Well, adding this extra money that you have now that normally had been going towards the credit card companies and your installment mm-hmm. debt, now you're paying yourself and you're earning interest over time. That is part of your emergency fund, like that bigger exactly. emergency fund. Exactly. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Um, so I think that kind of summarizes uh, this episode in terms of how to do the debt reduction. Um, obviously, James and I are available to be able to help with that. Yes, um, yes, yes. Yeah, if you need some hand-holding, just not quite sure uh, mm-hmm. where to start, you know, this is, the, there's a lot of pain, there's a lot of divorces that come from, you know, putting it down in writing. Um, I know I certainly have been in those situations, uh, consulting Mm -hmm. with buyers and sit down and pull credit cards, you know, pulling credit reports. And one spouse looking at the other going, wait a minute, when did you open up a Macy's account? Hold up. I thought thought you closed Bloomingdale's, you know, and finding out there's a $1,500 balance on Nordstrom's, you know, so. and and very rare, very very rarely, if ever, I'm sure that if the argument is never been, well, why did you pay that credit card off? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you said, no one gets divorced because they don't have credit card debt, mm-hmm. um, or that they because they manage their finances well. <laughs> it was, you know, maybe you get some people they get a little too, you know, excessive with managing finances. Certainly, mm-hmm. there is an extreme to that. Sure, uh, sure. But you know. For the most part, um, you know, people don't don't get into big arguments about being responsible. Exactly. Yeah. So our contact information is in the details. Um, If anybody wants to reach out to us, uh, we will be working on um, providing a booklet uh, soon, just kind of working out some of the the fine details. And then also, I I really would like to get through the 12 step um, podcast first. Mm 
you know, there's other segments that come along with this after we get through the 12 steps, but I really want to, I would really like for people to get through the 12 steps first. Um, so you hear, you understand, because as you know, we're always trying to move ahead. If we send the booklet now and you've only done step one, you're going to complete all 12 steps before you really had an under, uh, had a chance to listen and understand uh, what's involved. So um, signing off, uh, looking forward to having people join us again next time and hope you all have a great day. Have a great day.